Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 13 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of November 20th, 2017. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my wonderful co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how's it going today? It's going really well. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) What are you going to do? You know, we tend to see both sides of the family. So uh, I see the in-laws and my my family, and we tend to eat way too much food and sleep way too much. But uh, it's always good fun. How about yourself? Too much. I mean, really? Is there such thing? Uh, no. <laughs> I just try to be modest. <laughs> we always joke on Thanksgiving that we eat primarily like non-colorful foods. We have mostly white and orange and yellowy plates, lots of carbs, lots of starches, potatoes, corn, things with no nutritional value. That's what I'm excited about. The really non-colorful food items. <laughs> All right, so uh, so this episode, we are going to talk about some technology. We're going to talk about technology that's important to each of us uh, when we go on our Disney vacations. And I'm going to ask you first, straight up, what is, what is something that is important to you uh, from a technological point of view when you go on vacation? Well, I think let's start with our hardware. Is that okay? Yeah, it's a great place to start. Let's start with just the actual hardware that we bring with us when we go to Disney parks, Disneyland, Walt Disney World is what we're talking about. And like personally, my whole life revolves around my phone for the most part. Um, at the moment, I have I have an iPhone 8 Plus at the moment of this recording, which, Ooh. you know, in 20 minutes will be obsolete, which I think it already is now because <laughs> the iPhone 10 came out. And I think there's like an iPhone XL that's coming next. It's so, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Everything's obsolete in four minutes, but I tend to keep my phones for about three years. So this one's going to be kicking for a while. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of my phone. What is your device of choice? Well, I think, I think the, this day and age, it's obviously the phone. You have everything on your phone from, you know, with all the apps and software, cameras, all that stuff. So it's definitely the phone. However, um, the interesting thing is, when we go to the Disney parks, I try to be less technology focused. Like I, we tend to put our phones in our pockets or our backpacks and try not to use them, but it's definitely the phone. That's, that's the bottom line. What kind of phone do you carry? So I carry around these days an iPhone seven plus, and so does my wife. Uh, each of my kids have a phone. They've got much older phones, iPhone fives and five S's, I believe. Um, which is nice because they're at the age now where when we're at the parks, if they want to go off for an hour or two and explore Fantasyland themselves or wherever, we have almost instant contact with them, which is great. Where I remember when I was growing up, my parents would give us walkie talkies. 
which is always exactly. Kind of fun. I was just about to mention that. Okay, keep going. Oh, very cool. No, yeah, we had walkie talkies, and you know, we'd sometimes pick up other people's conversations, which was always fun. But, uh, but yeah, you know, having my kids having the phones um, and us having the phones, it has become uh, the invaluable piece of technology uh, for our family on vacation. Oh, that is excellent. I'm I'm laughing because. Uh, I remember on my high school choral trip in 2004, I guess. Yeah, we our group had uh, walkie-talkies that we carried around, and um, and some of us had cell phones in high school, but walkie-talkies just made things easier because that was in the the time of we can't use up our minutes and like long distance <laughs> issues. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. And uh, and so yeah, I remember the walkie-talkies fondly. That was fun. Um, and now they have the wave phones on the cruise line, which is like bringing back the days of walkie talkies almost. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That we, we said that when we were on our cruise over the summer, it felt like we had just sort of like walkie talkies in our pockets. I love it. Um, uh, some of the other hardware that I like to carry around is of course an external battery. Mm -hmm. I have one from Amazon. It's like a Jackery, I think. And it's like a, it's like 10,000 milliamp hours. So I can get about four full charges out of my phone with this. And it's not that large. You can get you can get a nice, like a substantial external battery nowadays that are not super huge and that are easy to carry around. Do you carry one? Yeah, we actually carry two of them because we have four four phones. Uh, we tend to carry two of them. And you're right. You can First of all, you can find them very – they're very small. You can find ones that look like little cylinders that just slide into your pocket like an extra long you know, battery. Um, we tend to have ones that are a little bit more blocky. We have two. We have one that we can slip into our pocket and any one of us can be charging while we're walking around or the phones in the backpack. We also have a second one that my wife found and I honestly don't know the brand name. She got it from Amazon and it has a little solar panel on top which is really awesome for when you're in the parks because if you're your charger, we can charge our charger with the sunlight so we never run out of energy because, you know, at night we may forget to put our charger on the, on the uh, you know, plug it in or because we have so many devices, we may not have a plug or find, be able to find a plug really to plug in. So having this solar, solar panel uh, battery uh, has been invaluable. Oh, and it works okay. I mean, I've seen them, but I didn't know that any of them were actually worked fairly well. Yeah, it works pretty well. They tend to charge a little slower than we've noticed than some of the other charge, uh, portable chargers we've used um, that, you know, you pre-charge in your room before you go to the parks. But, uh, uh, you know, for, for what it is, it was a pretty cheap device, and, you know, we can feel pretty comfortable we're going to have a charge, especially with the kids because they're – Again, they're draining their batteries pretty fast, so knowing that we have that uh, that battery that we can just recharge whenever we need to during the day is, is pretty nice. Oh, that's really nice. Um, before I got this phone, I was using a Mophie Juice Pack Air, an actual external battery case on my phone. Oh. And usually that's what I end up doing once I get maybe a year and a half into using my phone. That's when the battery kind of starts to crap out a little bit. And so then I add the battery case and that is incredibly handy because you can turn the battery, the external battery on and off as you want, or you can just leave it on at all times so that you could get about two and a half full uh, charges out of your phone every time you use it. Um, so I'm a huge fan of that um, in any sort of external battery case. I've looked at those and I've never actually used them. Are they something you just slip on uh, when you need to charge or is it a, a case that, you know, pretty much is the de facto case on your phone 
24 it hours is, a day. Yeah, it is your phone case. Uh, you can slide them in and out pretty easily. Okay. Like if uh, if I don't have my uh, my case on my phone and I'm using another case, and I have a you know my mom has some juice in her <laughs> in her external case, she'll slip hers out and let me get some juice, and then we'll <laughs> we'll switch back and forth <laughs> like that. Um, which is I it's. Uh, appropriate name to call it the juice pack. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I like the and I like the air and I like that brand. It uses a micro USB charger, so you can uh, charge it pretty easily with any micro USB connection you have at home. Uh, so it, they're they're really handy. And, and the newer ones all have wireless charging capabilities, so you can get a QI pad for those and charge it wirelessly. You never have to plug it in. So yeah, they're awesome. super handy. That's so futuristic. You definitely should get one. My mom has a 7 Plus. She's got a Mophie juice pack with the wireless charger and a pad. And so you just set your phone on it at night, and it charges on the pad. It's so awesome. You should get one. That's slick. I'll look into that because it would be great for here at work as well. I sit down in the morning, get my coffee, and just put my phone down. It just starts charging instead of dealing with wires and cables and, and all that garbage. I know. Wire-free for life. <laughs> So that's okay. So we got our phones and we got ways to keep them charged. Are there anything else uh, that you tend to have to have in your pocket? Well, you know, the cords, unfortunately. So I usually had to have a micro USB cord and a lightning cord involved somehow, depending on what case I'm using. And then I I have an Apple Watch and I really like it. Uh, So that's another piece of hardware that I use. Um, The haptics on it, it, it taps your wrist when you get text messages. And, and notifications and that's really handy when I when you're carrying something especially when I have my daughter and she wants to be held or something and I can't get to my phone if I need to make some you know see a text message in our group or whatever I can just look down at my watch it's handy that is handy I've not broken through and gotten a smartwatch yet I've been tempted to many many times um, the Apple watch looks like I got a couple of guys here at work that have them uh, another guy here at work has like a Samsung smartwatch, which looks really nice. Um, it's definitely more fancy-ish looking. It looks like a dress watch, but uh, I could oh, definitely yeah. I could definitely see how those would would come in handy. Um, you know, especially the way we tour. Sometimes we we throw our back you know our phones in our backpack. It'd be great to not have to carry that in my pocket all the time, or especially if it's charging, you know, I, my pockets and my, um, when I'm wearing shorts, you know, start pulling down my pants and you got chargers and phones and oh, yeah. cables everywhere. It, it, it gets annoying. You'd sink if you fell in the ocean. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Apple watches are, yeah, they're definitely very handy and it's really fun to look at your activity at the end of the day to mm-hmm. actually look at, uh, what your pace was and how much you walked. And, like, I, you know, you, you have the activity rings that you try to close every day based on, you know, the number of times you stand up and the number of calories you burn and um, and how many minutes you exercise. Those are the three rings that it tracks. Mm-hmm. And when I'm at Walt Disney World, I mean, those rings are closed like halfway through the day because yeah. I mean, the amount of time <laughs> you're walking. And you look down at the watch and you're like, whoa, I walked 12 miles today. Holy smokes. It's amazing. <laughs> Makes you feel better about eating the carrot cake cookies. Yeah, just barely though. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just barely better. So before you had the Apple Watch, when you went to the parks, did you use a Fitbit to track your your walking at all? No, I I don't use the Apple Watch to track that anyway. It's not okay. that's not my game anyway. It's just gotcha. a fun little extra. Yeah, absolutely. My, <laughs> my Apple Watch is just a pretty watch, and I use a couple of apps in it. 
Amen. Um, <laughs> um, but if I were athletic, it would be a great little little doohickey to use. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you have the, just, I know I'm digressing, but do you have the Mickey Mouse watch face on? Well, I did until they just recently had a new watch face upgrade, and now they have Toy Story characters, and it's incredible. Aww. You can do the whole Toy Story uh, box of characters, so every time you look down at your watch, it's a new character that pops up. And they and they do different things, and there's probably like sixty different iterations of little animations that every time you look down at your watch pop up. No, Love that's, it. That's so awesome. It's super cute. Um, like my daughter, I mean, she loves it, and it, she always wants to see who's going to pop up next. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Soon she'll be asking for her own watch. Oh Lord, <laughs> we can't we can't do it next. You can't do it yet. She's three. You can hold off. We can hold yeah, off. Yeah, hold off for a few years. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So any other hardware that you bring with you? Um, realistically, no. Uh, my, I, you know, my phone with, I have the chargers and then my phone does so many things. It is the, the, the ultimate multitasker when I need it. You know, uh, it's, it's the camera. First and foremost, we use it for, for taking pictures. It, you know, the iPhone seven has a tremendous camera. Um, we use it for everything, instantly uploads to the cloud, which makes me think of how I used to tour the parks. We used to tour the parks with like real cameras. Like I used to have an Olympus camera with, you know, changeable lenses and I used to carry around a big camera uh, case over the shoulder. And at the same time, my wife would walk around with a point and click Kodak. And then one year when my kids were old enough, we found really cheap point and click Kodaks that they used because they really wanted to take pictures and keep track of their own vacation. Um, and you know, now we just all use our phones and it's wonderful because we take the pictures, it uploads, they're somewhere safe, they're, uh, it's, it's a done deal. We don't have to worry about film, we don't have to worry about micro SD cards. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many, how many times I would misplace a micro SD card or, or a memory chip or, you know, oh my gosh, I didn't unload this one before we went on the trip, now what do I do with all these pictures, you know? such a pain in the butt so and no film remember film <laughs> uh, yeah way back in the day <laughs> in the stone age it's funny when they had kodak shops all around the parks where you could actually buy film for your cameras you could buy film for your cameras I, you know i never did that actually i did i remember going as a kid with my family and we had like those those long rectangular cameras where you'd get sort of the film where it was like two little cylinders and a long strip in between and you'd plug that in and it had like the big uh, flash bulb on top that would turn every time it would flash. Um, I remember that as a kid in Disneyland. Uh, that's cool. Oh, I love way it. Back, way back. Oh man, I do not miss that. <laughs> and neither do I. <laughs> that is not something that I want to relive. I love having a a really good quality camera on my phone. Exactly. That is really handy. Um, so let's talk about before we go on vacation. What kind of technology do you use, like uh, websites or certain apps that you might use when before you go to Walt Disney World? Sure. So. Um recently my trips to Walt Disney World have been through a travel agency and they tend to set me up with uh, all of my um, itinerary through this app called Tripcase. 
which has been spectacular. So you log into Tripcase, they set up your stuff in Tripcase, and you can see your itinerary, when your flights leave, what your hotel reservations are, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So no more am I carrying around pockets full of papers and trying to find emails and this and that as I'm checking into hotels and trying to find what time I need to be where. So that, that's a, that was, I had never used it up until uh, last year when we went to Hawaii and uh, very, very helpful. Oh yeah. I love Tripcase. I love TripIt. Um, it's similar um, in that anytime TripIt sees an email in your inbox that looks like it's travel related, it imports all the information into your into your TripIt app. So then you have all your confirmation numbers in, in one place. It's really handy. See, that's really nice. Um, you know, the other the other stuff I've used uh, in the past, uh, I have used Touring Plans as uh, apps, their crowd calendars and their, their lines app uh, in the past when I've made, especially Disneyland uh, park vacation. Um, it's been extremely helpful trying to find those weeks where maybe it's uh, the crowds are a lot less and we might enjoy ourselves a little bit more. Um, I've used my Disney experience. I think you have as well. I think everybody's used it at this point, right? I oh, definitely. It, yeah. Prior to trips, I, I used to like logging in because it would keep me interested, get me excited, you know, see what's going on. Even though I'm not at the park, I can get some information, use it to, you know, set up dining reservations and, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, How about you? Well, in the olden days, before. <laughs> the olden days. <laughs> yeah. The olden days. I'm that. saying like 10 years ago, before any of these things really existed, all I had was. A pretty good guess based on my own knowledge of where which which parks would be crowded on certain days before crowd calendars existed sure and um and then i would go on to walt disney world's website and order the vacation planning dvd for free and i would get the customizable maps um you used to be able to go on there select all the attractions you wanted to visit and they would print a map with your name on it and mail it to you. Are you kidding? Um, That's awesome. I know. It was so fun. So uh, so I always did that. And then once I – well, before I would get the maps, I was all about Excel spreadsheets. I live for Excel. I still do. Um, but – that's how I would create our itinerary. I would color code everything. I would put everything in a spreadsheet and then I would miniaturize it. I'd print it out and I would laminate it <laughs> so that we had a miniature version that we could carry around every day to see what our itinerary was. That so it would have, you know, our restaurant reservations and our confirmation numbers for our hotel and then what attractions we wanted to do. And that was in the legacy FastPass era before FastPass Pluses. So basically the same as Disneyland. So it would even have notes like grab a FastPass for Space Mountain at this time. Then go get this snack. I mean, I was I was hardcore. You are but, super uh, organized. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's impressive. I, it was so fun for me. I, I That was just like, that was part of the fun. Um, and that... Yeah, that's what I did in the olden days. Uh, nowadays, I can do all of this within the My Disney Experience app, pretty much. There's really not much you cannot do with the new app. I don't really have to carry anything around um, because I already have all my restaurant reservations in there. I've got my Fast Fast Pluses in there. And then other than that, I'm just I, I'm keeping a running tally, like maybe in a note in my phone or um, just circling something on the map just for fun that day of these are the couple of attractions that we'd like to hit sometime this week. And um, 
I like you. I I do I do tend to use uh, touring plans crowd calendar. I, I find it. I still find it to be one of the more accurate crowd calendars out there. Um, the weather app. I know this is getting basic, but that didn't exist ten years ago. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which which weather app do you use? I like AccuWeather. I think what's the other one called? Dark Sky. Is that one? Is that I, what? I don't know. I personally, okay, I, I lean towards, I'm looking at my phone right now. I have two. I have one little weather folder. It has two of them in there. <laughs> AccuWeather. But I tend to go with the Yahoo Weather app, which I really like. Really? Yeah, I've been using it for years. And uh, okay. it's it's simple. It's pretty accurate. They pull their stuff from the same place AccuWeather does. But I just like the interface more. It's, it's just easier, and I like the pretty photos. I'm, I'm a sucker for pretty photos. I don't blame you. I need you to download that one, obviously, uh, because yeah, I use AccuWeather pretty, pretty often. Uh, mm-hmm. I and I use Lake Buena Vista for Walt Disney World, and then of course just Anaheim for Disneyland when sure. I'm looking at that weather. <laughs> um, and then a, a couple of the other websites that I tend to use personally for my trips, I like to go to AllEars.net to look at menus, and it's got pricing on there, and they keep those really up to date. I like to use uh, the Disney food blog for reviews of restaurants. If there's one that I like to try that's new, I'll look at a look at a recent review to see what they have to say, especially if it's like around food and wine. So I can see like I'm not going to go waste my money on a bunch of things that I don't like. I want to see the review and know exactly what I'm going to go attack. Sure. And um, <laughs> I like TripAdvisor a lot. I use that for pictures of hotels. Like if we're staying in a new place or we're trying to decide if we want to go somewhere new, I look at their uh, reviews. I like to see traveler photos. That's how you can see like real pictures of what the hotel looks like because the management photos on their websites are liars. Oh, yeah. You, you cannot believe that stuff. They find the best angles and the best lighting. Yeah, you just you can't believe it. Oh, yeah. I think you and I have talked about, you know, we both like to listen to podcasts Absolutely. Um, that always gets me pumped, and that's I like listening to other people's trip reports so that I can hear what things they did recently um, to hear what their actual thoughts were in those situations. And then Facebook groups. Um, you know, I'm in a Facebook group with some fellow travel agents, and they tend to have a lot of really good information. And then I'm in a couple of big Disney Facebook groups that there's some – terrible information out there but there's also some good information (laughs) i don't ever ask questions or really interact in there because um there's some mini heads but i do i do a lot of lurking i I lurk (laughs) i lurk i look because there you know there'll be a couple of locals there'll be a couple of gems in there here and there and then you might have a question and you can just use the search function in those um especially some of the food ones so i can see reviews of certain restaurants and and photos of meals that's really nice to to lurk in those facebook groups yeah you know i completely agree you you kind of went social and social is a big deal these days um i belong to facebook groups Uh, i follow i have a few lists that i put together on twitter for certain individuals who visit the parks regularly or regularly have uh accurate and news that pertains to maybe vacationing or disney in general um, and then Instagram, uh, I follow a lot of people who go to the parks and take wonderful photos of events and, you know, things like food and wine or uh, parades or, you know, seasonal things. And so um, that is definitely a big part of, of my pre-trip uh, excitement, <laughs> if you will. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I think yeah, I jumped way into social. That I I do some social stuff before, during, and then a little bit after. So I guess those are the social things I do before. I'm not I'm not really lurking in the Facebook groups while I'm on the trip. I try to stay away from that while I'm there and just enjoy it as much as I can. That's yeah. I mean, that's the hope. Or I I'm not I'm technically not allowed to social when I'm at uh, at a park. My my wife doesn't really like it very much because. A past experiences when I was doing work around certain companies that were dealing with Disney, I was always on my phone when we were on vacation, and it left a bad taste. So I sneak in my Instagram photos and my Snapchat <laughs> yeah. videos. Just there you go. During during nap time, you get to sneak in a little bit of that. Exactly. <laughs> so tell me about some of the things that you use technology wise, some of the software or the apps that you tend to use while you're on vacation. Sounds like you try to limit them, but what are some of the ones you use? I do. So there's the obvious Twitter, Instagram stuff. I do like to post photos. Uh, Snapchat, I do like to poke photos. Uh, you know, I like to communicate with friends you know my especially family like I have a, a nephew who's a huge Disney nut wants to be an Imagineer someday so whenever I'm at the parks he always loves me sending him photos and, and things that I find I'll tell you what though a huge huge piece of software that is extremely popular on my phone with my family is a game called Heads Up which you probably see a ton of <gasps> yes! people yes so that is one of the best ways to kill time with your kids while waiting in line is playing this heads up game. And it's it's pretty much, you know, it shows a word on your phone. People have to give you clues. You figure out what it is. You go to the next one, et cetera, et cetera. You try to beat each other. They're themed. It's, you know, it's it's like uh, the, what, the $100,000 pyramid or whatever it is. Um, Didn't Ellen DeGeneres come up with that or something? You know, I don't know. She may have. I don't know the or background. Maybe she just popularized it. <laughs> but we were we were at Disneyland standing in line uh, for Toy Story Midway Mania, and we saw a family playing it. We had no idea what they were doing, and we, we literally asked them, well, what the heck is that? It looks like fun. And we got to talking with them, and they showed us what it was, and we downloaded it. And ever since then, this is years ago, ever since then, it has been a staple uh, for us while we're waiting in line. Uh, huge, hugely popular. Oh, that's a great one. I You do see tons of families playing that. And it is so hard for me to not jump in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if you ever saw us in line doing it, you're more than welcome to jump in. I want to help the one who's guessing. I want to give them more clues. Exactly. <laughs> when I keep my mouth shut. Or, or like, I always see someone that, um, like, they'll pull something up and no one in the group knows what it is to even yeah. give them clues. And that's when I really want to help. <laughs> <laughs> um, other, other small little uh, apps that we use, uh, that I use, I use the Notes app a lot. We tend to, uh, when, we go, when we go to these parks, um, I think I've mentioned in the, on past episodes, we give our kids a, a spending budget for souvenirs. We tend to give them gift cards. Um, sometimes we may not have a gift card for them, so I keep track of what they're purchasing and what they're spending in the Notes app. Uh, I also keep track of you know other little things in there that I may need throughout the day. Um, and then I use reminders. Um, you know, Even though this kind of predates my Disney experience and I've had a hard time getting out of it, I still set reminders for my reservations and, and things, and I set them ahead of time. So like if I have a reservation at 5 at this park and – I'll set a reminder using the reminders app at like 3.30 saying, hey, reminder, you got a reservation at 5 o'clock in this park, figure it out, you know, things like that. So I use that a lot. Well, that's good. Do you talk to Siri or not really? Uh, I'm beginning to get comfortable talking with Siri. My kids laugh at me <laughs> when I say that because I never, ever use or talk to Siri. The only time I talk to Siri is when I leave the office. I say traffic 
traffic home and it tells me how long it's going to take to get home but uh i'm i'm getting more comfortable talking to my phone in that manner yes <laughs> okay i just i use siri for reminders all the time that's yeah. That helps save my life. And I don't blame you for using those. Like, especially if you were to get an Apple Watch, that's really handy um, for the reminders function. Yeah, sure. Like, it, yeah, if you're telling your, your watch, you know, remind me in an hour to figure out how to get to Epcot, then it'll tap you on the wrist in an hour. And it's a good way to get your attention. I love it. How about you? What kind of apps do you use? So, obviously, the official apps, the Disneyland app and the My Disney Experience app are both great. My Disney Experience app, obviously, is going to have a lot more functionality in it just based on all the money that they've thrown into the next-gen project and the FastPass Plus situation. But the Disneyland app, it's getting there um, with the addition of MaxPass and the ability to scan your tickets within the app. That's really mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. And I love the maps. Um those are those are also really handy um and the wait times uh, i still will refer to lines uh touring plans lines a lot because of the actual the actual weight rather than the posted weight i really like to see that information and uh especially the the forums the guests who are there that are actually that are posting actual wait times i like to view those those are really helpful for me um, the Shop Disney Parks app. Have you ever used that? Ooh, I have not used that. Tell me about it. So Shop Disney Parks app is exactly what it sounds like. It's a shopping app for the merchandise that you can find within the Disney Parks and Resorts. And um, like, for example, I had a, a client who was heading down to Walt Disney World and said, I forgot to get an autograph book. Can I get one at my hotel? I pull up the Shop Disney Parks app. I look for autograph books and I say, Yep, they have them in stock in your resort in this um, particular shop. Just go there. You're good to go. It's so handy. You can you can place the order online and have it delivered to you, or it just basically tells you, you know, I'm looking for this particular mug, or I want this Epcot shirt, uh, but they don't have it in my size here. You can look and see where on property they would have it. Um, so that's really nice. Um, I like, of course, all the social media. I, I love Snapchat. I think you know that. <laughs> I, I live for Snapchat. I think the, the, the lenses are funny. I love that it's just, um, it's quick, simple, easy, low stress. And it's, you know, just some of my closest friends that I'm communicating with on Snapchat. Um, I also use Uber and Lyft. I think you, uh, yes. did you end up using either of them? We did not, I, but I did install Lyft uh, when we were in Disney World in case we needed it. Okay, nice. We uh, we usually end up, you know, getting an Uber a couple of times while we're down there, or a Lyft in the in the whole minivan situation. Uh, Lyft would be useful. And then finally, like my shopping apps, <laughs> Amazon Prime now is incredibly handy when you're in Walt Disney World. If you're at a resort and you don't have a vehicle, um, being able to order something and have it delivered to your resort within two hours is awesome. And then I use uh, my notes, but I use another app called Shop Shop. That's my normal shopping list app because I like that you can cross things out lists. and delete things. It's all about lists. I, I live for lists. Lists of lists. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's one, that's one of my favorite list apps because it actually crosses it out so I can see what's underneath it without actually deleting it. <laughs> it 
<laughs> it actually crosses the thing out for me. That's slick. I like it. Yeah. So those are the things that I use while I'm there. I'm on my phone a lot. I try to not be on it a ton, but I love recording Snapchat videos because they're just, you know, quick 10 second videos. And then at the end of the day, when I get back to my resort, I save the whole day. Um, so then I have like a day, like a, maybe a seven minute movie that captured pictures and videos of the day. And then, you know, by the end of the trip, I probably have a 30 minute trip video. That's it's cool. So, yeah, it's so fun. That's awesome. You know, I'm looking at my notes and another piece of hardware that we tend to take to the parks are our Kindles. We have Kindle white papers. And uh, oh, you're one of those readers. We are. So like <laughs> if we're kind of tired or we don't feel like playing heads up or whatever, sometimes we'll wait in line and we'll just open up books and read. We're, we're geeky oh. like that. But so you're not one of those people who needs to actually turn a page to read. I do not know. I tend to read more books on the Kindle than I than real live books. However, I'm reading a, a real paperback right now. I'm reading Kingdom uh, Keepers. So do you like Kingdom Keepers? I yeah, so far I'm halfway uh, I read the first book years and years ago, read halfway through the second one and stopped. I don't remember why. So I've gone back to it and I'm almost done with the first book again and I really, really enjoy it. You know, we'll have the Kindles, my kids will have, you know, Either we have one Kindle they share or they'll sometimes just bring a book. Like my daughter is a Pokemon freak, so she'll bring her in po Pokemon Encyclopedia and just keep reading that. <laughs> she reads an encyclopedia? A Pokemon it, encyclopedia? Yes. You could ask her uh, a question about almost any Pokemon and she could probably answer all of its vital stats, what it transforms into, and all this stuff. It's crazy. Does she still play Go? Uh, no, she stopped playing that. She She got tired of it. But she because plays, that will drain yeah. your battery. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's a great point. It will. Um, any of those kinds of apps, which is interesting. If we think about the future, will Disney bring sort of augmented reality to the parks? You know? Oh, you know they will. So what will that do to your phone? Or how will your phone be used to interact with things in the park? Yeah, that's, I know. That, See, that's a whole there other subject right a there. A lot more Pokemon stops in Walt Disney World than most areas. Yeah. So a lot of people liked to visit there and just play Go the whole time. That's <laughs> ah, nuts. Yeah. How about you? When you guys are in line, do you guys do anything, you know, anything like that? Do you guys read? Uh, <laughs> Your no, three-year-old read? We're not that cool. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're doing our best to avoid lines for the most part. Uh, that's where the itineraries come into play mm -hmm. and all the fast pass pluses because my daughter, she's just not, she's just not old enough to understand long waits so we've got snacks ready to go and we have uh you know we'll pull up we'll pull up the phone and play you know silly youtube videos she watches i mean she watches the weirdest youtube kids channels i'm telling you she'll sit and watch another kid playing with his toys like <laughs> it is insane i can't believe these things are exist have you heard of ryan's toy reviews I have not, no. Okay, any any parents of toddlers will know what I'm talking about. It's this young man, and he plays with different toys on each episode, and kids just eat this stuff up. It's the weirdest. <laughs> but, hey, whatever. Whatever keeps her happy there for a minute. Um, yeah, that's, that's what we do in line. Uh, I'm usually, if we're in line using a fast pass, I'm usually trying to maximize our next fast pass i'm moving things around i'm adding things i'm switching things around to try to make sure that we minimize the amount of time we spend waiting gotcha gotcha 
Speaking of, I know we're digressing again, but speaking of kids watching YouTube videos and doing things that they're watching, my kids are that way. Like my, my kids will watch people playing Minecraft videos while they're playing Minecraft. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's so meta and so strange, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, it, they get to do that on the weekends and they enjoy it. So I know, you know, but you know, I watch makeup tutorials while I'm doing my makeup sometimes, and my husband walks in and just dies laughing at me. He's like, "Are you?" <laughs> he's like, "Are you learning while you're doing it?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's just it's relaxing." So, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm weird. You know, my parents I think started that. You know, they would have the little TV in the kitchen and they would be watching a cooking show and trying to follow along at the same time. So to me, it's the same thing. <laughs> Well, I'm looking at my notes here, and a couple of things uh, that I want to touch on uh, before we're done is, you know, some items that I no longer bring on Disney vacations, but maybe I used to. Um, you know, we talked about real cameras, real life cameras. Um, but the other thing I have down here are two things. One, I used to bring in a high definition sound recorder. Uh, I used to try to record attraction music and attractions and oh my gosh, I sounds. love it. Uh, I, I was really, really bad at it, but, you know, I tried it now with this day and age with the YouTubes and, and all that in the world. You know, you can get almost anything you want, high definition, raw from the source. But back in, you know, we're talking, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I didn't have that. And so I was trying to do that myself for personal use, which was kind of fun. Um, and then alongside that, you know, a video camera. I mean, we used to have the video camera with the mini DV tapes to take videos of our kids again going back 10 years ago uh, now we use our phones but um yeah we used to have a little portable video cameras i i love that you you attempted to grab in park audio because that's the reason why we have some of that is because of nerds like you yeah i, I was not <laughs> i wasn't smart enough to think to do that at that point in time i just thought it was just that's just magical and it's there and we just can't have it okay um <laughs> but you know a lot of these Disney in-park music and attraction YouTube channels and radio stations in the internet world are because people brought those devices and grabbed some of that audio for us. Yep, absolutely. So thank you all out there in the world of the internets for doing that for us. Oh, thank goodness. Because how else would I listen to if you had wings? <laughs> <laughs> or Ellen. <laughs> oh, bless. Well, okay, so is there anything else that you like to do when you get home from your trip? That's pretty boring stuff. I mean, it's like viewing my photos. I might, you know, edit them a little bit, not not heavily. I mean, the iPhone does a pretty good job of capturing pretty good photos. When I say edit, I'm mostly saying, like, edit my face. Like, to let's tune this face. Let's, Aww. I don't want to see any. I don't want to see any features. No, like let's let's put my filter on, cameraman, and uh, <laughs> and then um, and then I'll download our pics from my Disney experience. Um, so if you have purchased the Memory Maker or if you have an annual pass, you can download all of them to a disc, especially the ones with the characters in them that they've inserted. Those are those are cheese ball, but they're cute and it's fun to have those. That's a good point. We do pretty much the same thing. We'll go through our photos and pick out really good ones, maybe get some printouts of them uh, for the wall. But other than that, uh, we don't do much. You know, we just kind of pack our stuff away, replug our chargers back into the walls where they belong and, you know, move on. <laughs> Nothing exciting. 
I know. I, I mean, yeah. What are the things we do to uh, sulk in our sadness after the trip? That, maybe that should be a whole episode. <laughs> the post Disney blues episode. You know, and frankly, I'm kind of too lazy to, uh, you know, sit down. And I, I have some friends and family who I, I absolutely adore that when they get back from vacation, they'll sit down and they'll make a video and a montage oh, and they'll put music gosh. to it. And they absolutely love it. And they do such wonderful jobs. And I wish I had the energy uh, to do that sometimes, or at least the desire, because it's like, it's a great idea, but I, I just, I don't. <laughs> I know. And I feel I'm the least Pinteresty mom ever. And I feel like such a loser because of all the cute Pinteresty things that these parents do out there, like the videos and the scrapbooking and yeah. the shadow boxes and all that crap. I mean, if someone would do that for us, I'd be eternally grateful, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to bank on the memories and the pictures that I have in my phone. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you send me your pictures, I'll make you shadow boxes for a price. <laughs> I know, right? For $100 million. <laughs> yeah, I'll make a shadow box for anybody for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I get home. Yeah, it's just it's fun to look, look through them. Sometimes we'll, you know, we'll hook the computer up to the TV and we'll just kind of scroll through with the kids, you know, especially if we get home early and we're just kind of wiped We'll grab pizza or something and just kind of do that and zone out. Uh, otherwise, you know, they go into the archive and, uh, you know, they don't really get touched again. Now that I think yeah. about it, that's kind of sad. It's so <laughs> depressing. Like back in the day, we all had our pictures printed. No one no one prints them anymore. Which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of MPix for any of those people that want to know. I don't, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm oh, sorry, MPIX is one of my favorite websites to actually print high quality photos. I mean, Shutterfly is fine. They do some cute um, books if you want to do something like that. But if you want, like, high-quality portrait of your trip, highly recommend MPix. Okay. Let's check them out. I haven't used them. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I've got, too. Um, you know, again, I think most of the technology these days that, you know, everyone used to carry around in backpacks, cameras, video cameras, you know, cell phones, all that stuff, it's all kind of been wrapped up into the, into the phone these days. It really is. Um, our lives are. And I, I love it and I hate it because it <laughs> I, it feels like uh, an extension of my hand. I feel like Sweeney Todd when he gets his um, like razors back and he says, my arm is complete. <laughs> That's what I feel like when I have my phone. At last, my arm is complete. You are complete. <laughs> uh, and it's not a good thing. I want to put it down. But it's not as bad as the people who carry around iPads. They are the worst. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing worse than being behind one of those people, you know, and they hold it up for video recording of a parade or something. I'm like, do you not know that this all this external lighting that's coming from your iPad is distracting? And oh, I just want to say, you know, they make that in a miniature version. It's called a phone. You should get one. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. 
Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at ST Barrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>